0: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand.
1: I was fascinated last week that Jerry was pounding Egg McMuffins like it was his job and dosing them with salt because he didn't care because he's 80. How about that? Uh, What better, shrimp cocktail or Egg McMuffin? Don't waste our time. It's Egg McMuffin all day. And don't get me started about those puny little cocktail rings that you buy. They're disgusting. Egg McMuffin's good anywhere. That's right. Hmm. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to Hour Two. Affectionately brought to you by our friends at Core Green. Doing the right thing for your farm. We're talking sports. It's a Thursday. This show's been fire. Moose is with us. Oh, yeah. You said with 20 minutes to go in hour one, you're like, what a great show today. What made you say that? It's Do that you remember? I'm having fun, but I think we say that every day, so I kind of forget why. <laughs> you're I having it. fun. We yeah. are having fun. Yeah. And uh, here on this hour, we're going to talk about things that are going to surprise you, actually, how odd things come up. And I remember, where's Deb in Toronto? Remember, she wrote us a while back. She's like, I love when you guys go off road. That's right. Because it shows how real you are. And uh, while we're going to try to do that, if you're watching on Game Plus TV around the continent, all across Canada and 10 provinces, 51 states in the U.S., send us a note. Just pick up the phone and send me a text. 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized Mobility dealer headquartered in Winnipeg. Um, Here's the breaking news of the day, if you will, which is great about daytime sports talk, news breaks. From YardBarker.com, the first overall pick in this year's NHL draft will not sign with the Buffalo Sabres just yet. Owen Power has made his decision and will return to the University of Michigan for the 2021-22 season, according to Lance Lazowski of the Buffalo News. And they go on to say this does not mean that Power is refusing to sign with the Sabres or that the team is at any risk of losing his rights. Instead, it's just a player that's missed out on a full college hockey season last year, which was COVID-restricted, and will return to school to take a shot at a national championship with a loaded Wolverine squad. And I'm sure there's people saying to him, maybe his agent, hockey people, saying, you can play for the Sabres forever. This is your last chance with Michigan. Some specials going on here. Money's not an issue. Don't think about the money. People immediately say, why won't he sign an NHL contract for millions? Why wouldn't he do that? He's going from the best NCAA hockey team, potentially, to a team that should probably be in the American Hockey League. <laughs> yes. Buffalo's going to be there forever. So that's the TSN notification came across my phone about 9.30 this morning, Mountain, and it's like, Owen oh, power not reporting to Buffalo. And immediately I thought, oh, there's, it's another Lindros thing. It's another Lemieux thing. No. And it's been explained here very well. So that's the breaking news there. Yeah. It, was it the Buffalo owners that said
2: hmm. it's not that he doesn't want to come here? He's going to go back to a great team?
1: Oh, pro- so- no. It was the reporter from Yardbroker that said that. He yeah. was probably told that by the owner. That's usually how it I works. I mean, but.
2: whenever the, guy, the player doesn't come to your organization, the organization is going to be thinking about it and thinking about maybe he's not going to come. We have to convince him to come. I mean, I go back to the Doc situation. To go back to the blades, okay, it's not. I mean, you're going to the Chicago Blackhawks, but Doc also that means you're not going to the World Juniors either, right? Turned yeah. all that down to go play in the National. Well, Monk by that
1: point, it's the NHL teams; they're making the call on that. Yeah, not the players. Alexi Lafreniere, yeah, great example. So <laughs> a little bit- having him last year might have got us a, a uh, World Junior gold if Lafreniere had played mm-hmm. with Team Canada. But whatever, we're over it. And then the other news is out of Calgary today that uh, Jake Mayer will be the starting quarterback for the Calgary Peters Friday night against the Montreal Alouettes. 0-2 Stamps, 1-0 Owls, and people are saying he's going to be the next Jeff Garcia. That's what Stamps fans seem to be saying. I'm still taking Montreal to win. And week three in the CF kicks off tonight with the BC Lions home to the Edmonton Elks most looked it up. Odd Shark has the uh, Lions favored by nine and a half. This is the first game under the new owner, Amar Doman. And they're going to want to put their best foot forward. BC in a laugher. So we were talking about baseball near the end of hour one. And I don't know why.
2: How did it come up? It and was said, in this update. And you're like, when are the Pittsburgh Pirates ever going to be good? And I said they were close. And so I went to the big board. And they're not close. They're last in the division. Yeah. And the last few years, they've been fourth and fifth. But I, when I say they've been close, it's because not that long ago, I mean, 2013, 14, and 15, they finished second in each of those years. But before that, dreadful. Uh, three first-place finishes back-to-back-to-back to back to back 30 years ago, as you pointed out, in 1990, 91, and 92. And then I pulled up. They were really good in the 70s from – 1970 to 1979, perennially finishing first or second. And the big note that surprised me out of all of it, all time, the Pittsburgh Pirates have an above 500 record. They're 10,521, 10,365, a 504 winning percentage. But folks,
1: this is where the older people can appreciate this. It started by me saying, one of the Pirates going to be good. They've been junk for 30 years. And he, gets, he goes to the big board and comes up with all these stats. And he's like, Rod, did you know that they're above 500 all time? They were great in the 70s. I'm, yes, I knew. Willie Stargell. We are family. That was their theme song. You know that song? Yeah. That, the, the Pirates were fire in the 70s. I'm like, Willie Stargell? You haven't heard of Willie Stargell? So I went to the big board. Wilver Dornell Stargell, nicknamed Pops, was an American pro baseball left fielder and first baseman who spent all of his 21 seasons with the Pittsburgh Pirates from 1962 to 1982. Among the most feared power hitters in baseball history, he had the most home runs of any player in the 1970s. The older people are sitting there going, they know. But it's like you just discovered this today. I did,
2: that Pittsburgh <laughs> was cool in baseball.
1: Right. But it's when televisions were black and white, similar to the Leafs. So this goes back. <laughs> yeah, but okay. to, there's no getting around this. I mean, people are, were writing in, and I listen, I get it. They're like, what is the infatuation with the Leafs? I'm like, I've only been saying that. My whole life. They're like, why does the NHL love the Leafs so much? Why is the NHL 22 cover got Austin Matthews on it? I'm like, don't come to me for an answer. I have no idea. And I saw Chris Bird in Toronto writing in earlier, King City, Ontario, which I hope I will never forget. Where is it? He said something about Leafs. Here it is. Leafs, 54 years of sold-out arenas and top TV ratings. Right? But tell me why. <laughs> it's okay. I get those stats. What's the reason behind it? Because they've been perennially a laughingstock since 1967. It makes no sense. But you can see why the NHL loves them so much. Because they make them all the money.
2: Right. So in that sense, why do you go to family dinner every Sunday? Stop it. No, no, I'm not kidding. Why do you go to family? First of all, your mom and dad make you all the money. <laughs> So a similar parallel because you know them and you love them and you have relationships with them. And that's where teams fall short is on the branding and marketing of their players and the people within the organization. I always say that the brand of a team or an organization is a product of the people inside of it. Right? So when you have when fans have an attachment to those people, they're more interested in going to the games and buying tickets, the people, the name on the back as a little bit more, Than we think it does. We all talk about in the locker room. The name on the front means more than the name on the back. But to the fans, the names in the back get you to the field, get you into the arenas. And we get the Leafs shoved down our throat every Saturday. And we learn who every player is, what they eat for breakfast, who their brothers and sisters are. If the other teams did that, they'd be more successful too. So you feel like you know them. I feel like you know
1: them. So So then can I just... I'm just going to sprinkle in comments throughout our discussion. That's what we do here. That's why you love us. Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake City, Utah. He says, Willie Stargell, Dave Parker, Burt Blylevin, Kent Tekulve. They were all part of the 79 World Series. We are family. Roberto Clemente used to be a storied franchise in Major League Baseball. Uh, Chris Bird in King City, Ontario says, because we're Leaf fans, that's it. That's the reason. And now the comments are going off like crazy. Because Clark's in this too. Clark's, you two are together in this. So, can I say this then? What are you Googling? I'm just writing some down. What? You don't want to tell me? Well, I can. Chapter markers for (laughs) (laughs) YouTube. Okay. No, when the Leafs crap themselves, like in game seven against the Montreal Canadiens, is it like your kid crapping themselves? Yeah. Like you're mad, but not really mad? Like, I guess I got to clean that up. You're
2: really. Like- no, you're really mad. It's like, the, it's like the kid breaking the television and it's Sunday morning and you got NFL to watch, right? And the kid just, you know, happened to throw a toy truck through the front of the TV. You're mad. But every time the kid does something like that and so screws, you get over screws up, you get over it. But you also dig in a little deeper because now you want the kid to succeed.
1: So you got in deep with the Leafs and you're okay with them the way they played. Because I, I would not be able to get over the way they played like they didn't even care I know. in game seven I against trust. Montreal. And I tweeted that. And Maybe I look at it more objectively than you do. I'm like they, 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 they're playing like they don't care. It's game seven of the second round. What the hell's going on? You can get over that? God bless you. Because I can. You have to. Oh, you have to. It's 11-11! Cheers.
2: Make a wish. How about that? Wish that the Leafs don't suck. I wish that the Leafs don't suck.
1: You're going to take more than that, my friend. <laughs> um. <laughs> what? Now Produ- yeah, that I said it out loud, it's not going to Producer Clark writes in, Ugh, I'm never going to hear the end of this. That's my usual thoughts. Well, I admire you guys for sticking with the Leafs. Um, John Ohm, watching in Winnipeg. John Um, he says, Austin Matthews revealed as cover star as NHL 22 enters next generation with a 70s porn mustache. That's the other thing, man. I mean, I've been in hockey my whole life. I would be up Austin Matthews, butt every single day if I was the broadcaster of that team, I would get that cheese off your face. What are you doing? And, you know, he's just doing it to cause conversation for sure to be that guy. Where's the guy here, Ryan Gregory? Hey, Rod and Darren, do you guys believe that Major League Baseball popularity has decreased? I'm not a baseball guy. I'm just curious. I was saying to Moose, we had lots of time here in this segment, by the way. This might make a great weekend segment for the Access Show. That growing up, I know it blows you guys' minds because I haven't been a baseball guy for 20 years, but growing up, I loved it so much. Was my second sport to hockey, and why? Because I played the two sports, but I knew about the '70s Pirates. I watched them. Is this a little tight? Uh, Leafs or uh, sorry, Expos, Blue Jays, all the rest, and then the Riders happen, and they just suck up your whole life. I had to move away from baseball, and baseball hasn't done a lot to reel me back in. You know, I can't really get back into it, and I don't know. What I had, obviously, all the cards. I had all the plastic helmets. I told you I had all the Pirates gear as a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, is baseball decreasing in popularity? A lot of that has to do with television. I mean, I watch ESPN every day. You watch ESPN every day. And I said to you, you notice in the morning shows get up and first take, they never talk baseball. Never, ever, ever. It's like 90% NFL, 10% NBA. Yeah. And that's it. And I watch it anyways because the hosts are so entertaining. But then at night... I turned on ESPN, and they got a game on every night. Last night, I turned on Yankees-Red Sox, and I stayed because it was a great game. I could have gone over to Sportsnet to watch the Blue Jays, but it was, it was the Yankees and the Red Sox, for God's sakes. So ESPN's airing the games at night, but they're not talking about it in the morning, which I think is important, and baseball just hasn't done a lot, I don't think, to attract new fans, let alone keep the ones they have. That's my take on that. Over to you. Yeah, completely. You nailed it, and they haven't, they haven't done enough.
2: Every other league is innovated to try and attract a younger audience to continue to to evolve, you know, and you don't need radical changes. Baseball is about tradition, so you have to, you know, it's sacred. You have to uh, protect those traditions. But, you know, the sweet spot has been two and a half hours for sports now or less, right? Two and a half hours. Hockey games are done. Two and a half hours. Football games are even done now. You know, if a game's going three hours or longer, you lose audience, and we've noticed that. You know, and the leagues have noticed that ticket sales go down when your games are too long. You yeah. can't bring the family to an evening game that's going to last three or three and a half hours. If it's two and a half hours, and even pushing closer to two, you're going to get more fans in the building. It's less of a commitment. So yeah. that's a big part of it. You lose attention. I mean, geez, we lose our attention watching a 30-minute show we pull out our phones.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Here's the secret sauce in the whole thing. And that's having good owners and good people in your organization and in your league. And by the way, Andy McNamara is going to be coming up with us from Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, Roger's Sportsnet, and the Browns podcast. Andy's been pushed to the third segment, so we got a lot of time to talk about this stuff. But I don't spend as much time around owners as I used to, but I used to spend a ton of time around owners. And I was with one hockey owner, and uh, well, he was Western Hockey League. And uh, he might have been the owner of your favorite team. Cool, dude. And uh, not the current owner, old owner. Yeah. And I said, you, gotta, you guys got to get rid of the fast face-off rule. Remember what they said? Blow the whistle, five seconds, drop the puck. The games went from two hours, two and a half hours to 245 down to 215. In some cases, like two-hour games. And he goes, and I said, all these things you've done to speed up the game, you got to get rid of them because I'm sitting in my seat and I don't want to leave. The game's over and I don't want to leave. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, Rod, we just put in all these new rules to speed the games up. And what my point here is, everybody wants something different. I'm okay staying in the rink for five hours, but I don't think everybody is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So as an owner and sports operators, do what you think's right. Can you do that? Instead of listening to all these fan surveys and just being tugged in 1,800 different directions because everybody wants something different, do what you think's right. And I don't think they got rid of those fast face-offs. As a matter of fact, I'm sure they didn't. The games are still pretty fast. But just because I'm not happy doesn't mean that not everybody's happy. People want to get home. I don't care.
2: They hit the sweet spot, though, with you. And here's this is, I learned this coaching. When I was coaching baseball, you need to pull the kids off the field while they're at the peak of having fun. So you need to pull them away <laughs> kicking and screaming right where the last memory of being on the field is them just enjoying it not wanting to leave. So when we got to pull you out of the rink, it's like I don't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> right. So the whole time you're away from the rink, all you can think about is man, I didn't want to leave the rink. I want to get back. If you let practice go too long or the game goes too long and you're sitting there at the hockey rink being like, "Oh my god, is this over yet? I just want to go home." Yeah. I'm tired. Then the whole time in between, your subconscious thinking about hockey is going to be, "Ah, I was ready to leave. I don't really want to go back. And then you're not going to be as eager to get back to the rink. So you got to leave. You got to shut it down before people want to leave. That's why they turn the lights on at 2 a.m. at the club. Nobody wants to go home, but they kick you out. And then all you're thinking about is, man, I wish I could have had 30 more minutes. It's why Jerry Seinfeld left on top. Exactly.
1: Leave him wanting more. Ryan Gregory says, good take, guys. Thank you. And we're just going to continue it when we come back, okay? It's the RP Show, Thursday, uh, August 19th, episode number 553. We are live on Game Plus TV Network. We're also live on YouTube and Facebook daily and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob.
1: Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues. I want to send a special shout-out to my good friend David McDonald. He's watching in Winnipeg, former Regina Pat, now a city police officer. With the uh, Winnipeg Police Service. Hey, Mac. Number 18 from the Regina Pats. That's cool. People once said that we look alike. Sorry, David. Uh, He said he's homesick and uh, watching the show. So thank you, David. Good to see you. Like I said, if you're watching, pick up the phone and text us. What don't they get about that? I know. Sounds like Mike Kelly. Handled internally. What don't you get about that? Remember that? Yeah. He's watching regularly in Bathtub Beach, Florida. That's a place. I always wonder if that's real or fake, <laughs> Bathtub <laughs> Beach. I, I do. I'll look it up for you. Uh, a few things we got to get to. A sports update here. The BC Lions kick off week three of the CFL season with a game tonight against the visiting Edmonton Elks. It's the Elks against the Lions. Who wins between an elk and a lion? Ooh, good question. Probably a Lion. Probably a Lion. I would think. Yeah. It will be the Lions' first game in Vancouver in nearly two years after the 2020 CFL season was wiped out due to COVID. Uh, 8.30 TSN. 5.30, that's mountain times, 5.30 Patriots-Eagles in the National Football League as the audition for the number one starting job for the Patriots at quarterback continues, Cam Newton or Mac Jones. Who do you think will end up being the guy? I think it'll be Cam Newton. I do too. Montreal's Felix O'Shea Alissem. Did I say that right? No, you didn't. Is in third round action tonight at the Western and Southern Tennis Tournament in Cincinnati. O'Shea Alissem. Yes, the 12th seed at the event takes on number 5 Matteo Berrettini. Oh, why, good one, Rod. Why can't tennis players have normal sounding names? <laughs> <sighs> Golfers have teed off at the AIG Women's Open in Carsooste, Scotland. Brooke Henderson is the lone Canadian in action at the tournament, which is one of the majors on the LPGA Tour calendar. Patrick Reed is out of the Northern Trust PGA Tour event with an ankle injury. The timing is not great for Reed, with Ryder Cup qualifying ending after next week. He's ninth in the United States standings and only the top six automatically qualify for the team. And Simone Biles says she wouldn't change anything about her second Olympic experience. The American gymnast exited five of the six finals at the Tokyo Games to focus on her mental health. Biles says it was a small sacrifice to make if it opens the door for others to realize it's okay to say they're not okay. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including my favorite, the Almond Coconut, which I've already had mine today, Darren, and I've been advised not to eat more than one in a day. That's very difficult to do. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. Have you been eating more than one a day?
2: No. Okay, good. But I wouldn't, like, rule it
1: out. (laughs) Uh, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. And if I can just say one more thing about the pandemic, because it's largely been crappy, of course, especially for those that have... Lost so much in the pandemic, but one thing that I've gained is guys like David McDonald and a ton of them reaching out through the pandemic that I hadn't heard from in years and years and years and years. Mostly hockey guys, some football guys, just those check-ins, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was nice. Now you got the guys' numbers. And when we were in Winnipeg last week, I was considering looking up, Davey. But uh, next time, I think we'll be going there again. Andrew Stoot watching. An original Quebecer. Says, great job, Rod. You said his name right. LOL. Mac Jones will be the starter for sure. You can't say for sure. The Patriots don't even know. Bill Belichick doesn't even know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. I think he wants really hard for it to be
2: Mac Jones. Uh, Andrew or Bill Belichick? Bill. Why? I think you want to give him every opportunity. I don't know. I think ready to turn the corner and and find some stability at that position. Even if Cam gets back and and plays at a high level, which he can, we know he has the ability. Um, How many years of Cam Newton playing at a high level are there left? With, with the way he, you no, know, potentially none sacrifices his body.
1: And, he didn't really play at a high level last year. My
2: no, I know. And so even if he gets back to it, is it something that can be sustainable? You want to find a long-term solution. And I think Mac Jones might be it for New England
1: in terms of a long-term solution. But Cam Newton can absolutely make the Patriots a playoff. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not even sure Mac Jones is going to be the guy. Justin Fields didn't practice yesterday in Chicago, by the way. Aside from the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, which is I'm watch, what I'm watching the closest, uh, I think the second most interesting... Well, no, they're all interesting stories, now that I think about it. But Justin Fields in Chicago has had a great camp. See Andy Dalton, what he's saying? Yeah. Uh, he's always going to be supportive, no matter what. But I think Andy's going to start. And then in Green Bay, they're saying now that Jordan Love hasn't had a very good training camp. And that if Aaron Rodgers hangs it up, they're sunk. Aaron Very Rogers, good chance of that more
2: leverage right he's just got more and more leverage as every day goes by good and that's a good thing yeah absolutely
1: well not if you're the packers
2: no but they want yeah they they <laughs> put a lot of their eggs in the jordan love basket didn't they and that might not be the right place to
1: Danny go. Bobowski watching on Facebook says i think Newton will be the starter but the leash will be short well that's probably true Um, yeah, for most quarterbacks, I think. Mm -hmm. Jennifer watching down at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken fan club. She says, go Packers! Aaron will play! Uh, Not in the preseason, he won't. Um, Nelson, our content creator, writing in. He says, what do you think of the finalists for the new name for the Washington football team? So here they are. Here are the finalists for the Washington football team. Name. The Armada. Is that a hotel? (laughs) The Brigade. Not bad. Not bad. The Commanders. Getting better. The Defenders. Isn't that the XFL teams? Yeah. The Presidents. I wouldn't. No. The Red Hogs. Just why? Don't even bother. Just, just why? The Red Wolves, it's getting better, a little better. Or the Washington football team, just keeping it that. Um, out of all of those, they did not, not, not one of them blows my skirt up, I'll tell you that. I, I, I got to think about this for a while. What do you think? The Washington football team. Like
2: it's a slam dunk, like oh, is it? I I think so. You got to keep. I think you keep the Washington Football Team. I think that's. I think it's great. Um, I don't think it's the PC move to keep the Washington Football Team, even though that helps. I think it's cool. I think it's old school. I think it's the way they've done the helmets and and the jerseys. I think it works. I think you build a really strong brand. I say keep it the Washington Football Team. Because there can only, I think there can only really be one. You know, if everybody else starts doing that, it's going to look bad. There can be one. Be the first ones to do it, and you'll, get, you'll own it. Um, beyond that, I like the brigade. I think the brigade would be okay. But I'm going Washington football team,
1: 1,000%. He's convinced me. I'm laughing at the comments that are coming in, and I'll read them. I think it's got to be Washington football team because the brigade, the commanders, the defenders, they have a real alliance of American Football League feel to me. They have a very XFL feel to me. They do not have a National Football League feel to me. Yeah. The Washington football team does. The presidents, I'd have to think, that has a... What was the movie with Keanu Reeves? Oh, The Replacements. That has a feel of The Replacements to me, <laughs> with a kicker coming out <sighs> before he kicks his. You know, <laughs> gets got stick him on the gloves. Oh yeah, right. Uh, that's the what the president has a feel for me. The Replacements, hell of a love story, by the way, wasn't it? He's scraping
2: barnacles off the bottom <laughs> of the boat when the movie starts. Yeah,
1: Robin. Watching in the gateway to the north says, the president's, I did not have relations with that woman. We all remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, Everybody wants to talk about Trump. Let's talk about Bill, you know, right? It's tough. The general in Calgary says, Washington football team is so bland in, and, in, and unmarketable. And no creativity. Well, they've been doing it for two years now, so it's not unmarketable. It's actually been pretty popular, yeah. wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's there's something to be said for that tasteful, simple thing, and yeah. that's what they are. It feels very—I don't want to say military, but very
2: structured and very different. It feels like united under as a team. Uh, I don't know. I like it. I just think it's so different and it
1: works simple and tasteful simple and tasteful. is that not enough for you (laughs) doc trying to add to it doc turner watching on facebook says you want a logo that makes the team alive out there i don't disagree with that either i think you're right about that but everybody wants something different so you have to do what you think is right and hope people go with it and that's what washington's doing i like i I'm favored names like the blizzard and the storm. I really like those two, right? That clearly is not what they want. By the way, before we break, and we're going to bring in Andy McNamara, and he's going to have some thoughts on this. Believe you me, right, Andy? Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff. With their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code RP20. That's a 20% off plus free shipping deal with the code RP20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. I can't believe I'm reading that. How about that? (laughs) And I can't believe how well it's working, by the way. Thank you. Manscaped loves us, and they love you. So thanks to all for supporting us. And that's a... That's kind of a cute, cheeky little ad, but uh, and I know everybody's freaked out right now, so I won't go too far down the road. But we we've used it not together, separate razors, <laughs> uh, and it is it's Mans- Manscaped has taken all the technology and made a trimmer specifically for men. No more clunky cords, no more clunky razors you'd use on your face that aren't meant for the It's got a headlight on it, for God's sakes! Oh yeah, a headlight. Hello. What more would you want? Andy McNamara next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod peterson Show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Jumping right into it here. Let's bring in our good man Andy McNamara from Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. He's been waiting a while. Uh Sportsnet, the Browns podcast. Andy, how you doing, my dude? Oh,
3: Rod doing good, brother. How are you?
1: Really good, really good. I hear that you're coming here. Uh to the headquarters i'm excited to to bring you into town but i want to i want to jump right into the national football league andy if you don't mind and i don't know where moose found it but he said the cleveland browns rated the best offensive line in the national football league a do you yeah do you agree with that and what do you see
3: ahead for the for the for the browns i am gonna definitely agree with it for sure i'm i'm all i'm all in uh obviously but in just taking a step back and trying to be unbiased about it i agree You have, as complete an offensive line, and you follow the dollar bills across that line, it proves it. You got going into his second year, Dredrick Wills, who was drafted uh, uh, in the first round. He's there. You have Conklin bookending him on the right tackle side. Joel Batonio, who is a pro bowl left guard. J.C. Treder, who's a stud at center. And then right guard Wyatt Teller, who was pretty much given to the Browns uh, two years ago from the Buffalo Bills for like a fifth round pick. And the guy was an absolute... Mahler and stud in the trenches. So yeah. And I think it's important that they spend that much money on that quality offensive line. When you're a run first team, you want to make life as comfortable for Baker Mayfield in the pocket, but also get as much push for Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt and that two headed monster in the backfield.
1: I'm just looking at the Browns uh, preseason schedule here. And I believe they have a tough regular season schedule out of the gate. Do they not? Wait, what's your, what's your analysis of what the Browns have done so far here this
3: month? Yeah. For, for the regular season schedule, like, you know, it's a national football. Like, you're going to get some cupcake ones. Yeah. But <laughs> it, like the old saying, any given Sunday for real, right? Like that's, that's uh, the, the truth of the matter. So for the Browns though, for the first time guys in gosh, like ever for me, um, I'm confident. I like they have built this team where you don't have to be afraid of anybody. You start at week one against the Chiefs. Get it out of the way. You were a whisker away from defeating them in the playoffs last year. Chiefs don't scare me. I think the Chiefs are a damn good team, don't get me wrong. But I don't see anybody in the NFL, if this Browns team is healthy, that you have to go in and be like, oh, man, that's def- you're definitely not winning that one, like in years past. They have the pieces to hang with absolutely anybody. I think they added smartly and efficiently in free agency you have Jadavian Clowney looking the healthiest he's looked since his rookie year he's happy he's pumped he's playing opposite Miles Garrett you get those two healthy you get those two let's think about that you get Clowney who's a physical monster you get Garrett who's a freak show and Clowney's never had any help as a solo pass rusher has not lived up to his first overall status but he's never had a complimentary piece he's always been able to be double teamed so when you cannot do that anymore what happens? What does that look like? The safety position's been a bit banged up. That's a little bit of a concern. I think you're fine enough at cornerback. Uh, JOK, the rookie out of Notre Dame, uh, looks like an absolute monster as far as not size, but speed, sideline to sideline, a real sort of joker-type position going all over the place. So the defensive side, while not as strong as offense, they've added enough pieces, I feel, where if health gets you through to a certain point, you're going to be in, in every single ball game
1: sprinkling in some comments from our viewers the general in calgary says mahomes should scare him lol from got milt, milt? from yeah hang on we will talk about the chiefs in a second but from got milt in winnipeg says that's good i'm confident the steelers will trounce them uh what happened to the playoffs last year bro oh i know get from, out of here milt <laughs> from william get out of here milt from what are you william talking and about? lloyd what are you- I know, I know, I know from William and Lloyd, he says, I like the Browns chances this year and the Bills, but you know, we talk about, we started this talking about old lines and like the Kansas city chiefs for whatever reason. Yeah. They got destroyed in the super bowl by Tampa. There's no doubt. And they've, they've put some money into their offensive line, but I'm mean, like, we're talking about the defending AFC champions for God's sakes. How bad could their old line have been, but what do you see out of the chiefs? Are they going to be better this year?
3: I think so. I think so. You're getting pieces back. Remember all the opt-outs across the league from COVID last year as well? All those guys are coming back. Um, all joking aside, the Chiefs are still the team to beat in the AFC until they're not. Uh, when you have Patrick Mahomes under center, that keeps you in every single ball game. You're never out of a ballgame. The defense is good enough. Could it be better? Yes. The running game, fantasy football-wise, is a mess. I want nothing to do with it. But real life wise, I think you have enough of a sprinkle and a mix and match in a pass first offense that is going to be able to get the job done. You still have Travis Kelsey without, by the way, how weird does he look without his long hair and the beard? Like he just looks like an old dad or something now. I don't know. It's like, did he lose his swagger? What happened? Kelsey, what's wrong? The swagger's gone. It's a rebrand. It's a rebrand. Hope he didn't shave off the mojo, right? Maybe, hopefully, didn't manscape too much. Great reads, by the way, Rod. That was phenomenal. I was laughing the whole way. That was, that was tremendous. <laughs> but uh, I think the Chiefs are going to be the team to beat. Yeah. <laughs> Chiefs uh, are going to be fine. Yeah, I I
1: think you're right. Uh, Milt, by the way, says, what happened the last 20 years, boys? How about what happened last 20 years.
3: game? Last two games, Rod. Last two. 20 years ago. Hey, the, the Browns won a whole bunch of championships in the 50s and 60s, Milt. How far you want to go back? How far you want to go back? We're, we're Jim Brown. How about that? Turkey Jones, Spike Piledrove, suplexed Terry Bradshaw into next year in the 70s. How far do you want to go back? I'll go oh, all the yeah, way back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about
1: tonight's game, by the way. Let's talk about tonight's mm-hmm. game. Patriots, Eagles. 5.30 Mountain, 7.30 Eastern. The Patriots have not named a starting quarterback yet for week one because they don't know. The Eagles know who theirs is going to be. Uh, what intrigues you about tonight's game?
3: I want to see Jalen Hurts' development. I've been a Jalen Hurts truther since before he was drafted, coming out of the draft. I think he is an underrated passer of the football. I think a lot of people just see him as a little scrambly guy. Who, and you're going to look at the completion percentage from last year, guys. You're going to look at that, and you're going to look at the box scores, and you're going to think, well, that's not very good. And it isn't. But one, he was thrown in in the Carson Wentz debacle in an old coaching staff with no training camp or anything. And two, you have to watch the games because instead of getting sacked like Carson Wentz was a million times behind a bad offensive line, Hertz threw the ball away. Very interesting that a rookie is that mature. How often do we see guys try to go Superman, run through things, hold on, try to do too much? Jalen not threw the ball away. So the completion percentage came down. But he wasn't taking sacks, and it was live to fight another day. He's a leader of men. His, I think we're going to see a a, 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 an, a huge step forward for Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. So I'm very bullish about him, and I think it is going to be a, a, a great season for Hurts as he takes that step forward. But for the Patriots, guys, tell me what you think about this. At least when you have, to me, the smartest way to build a a quarterback room is to have a backup that at least when you go, if the starter goes down can come in and run the playbook let's look at Buffalo Josh Allen is backup Mitch Trubisky same big type of guy can throw the ball is mobile okay you got that um you look at uh for for the Browns you got Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum both can run both can bootleg both can move a little bit for the Patriots you have Cam Newton and Mac Jones you could not have two different quarterbacks so the problem to me with this whole situation is if you don't name one like after tonight and even into the season when if cam newton's the guy inevitably i hope he doesn't because he's very entertaining to watch but inevitably it seems recently he's going to get hurt so when you bring mac jones in you have to have a completely different playbook because mac jones is not running mac jones does not have the same type of intangibles that cam newton does it's a totally different playbook that's what doesn't make sense to me and i feel that if you are the patriots do you really think cam newton's your future quarterback for the next five years if you did you wouldn't have drafted mac jones go with mac jones from day one coming out of the draft to me he was the most nfl ready i think he has the lowest ceiling as far as talent and upside long term but the highest floor from a day one starter from an nfl ready skill set i don't know why you just don't go with mac jones and have Cam Newton on the sideline because it's two totally different playbooks.
1: Yeah, I know, but they were saying in Jacksonville, why not start Gardner Minshew and not ruin Trevor Lawrence, which I think they're gonna play Trevor Lawrence anyways, but it's the same sort of mm. same sort of argument there. Last one from Big Fan 2019 watching on YouTube. It's a lacrosse question, Andy says, What do you think oh. of the rock moving from Toronto to Hamilton this year? We've got about a minute for that.
3: Well, it's uh, made my commute a lot longer. I'll tell you that, Rod. <laughs> that's that's for sure i'm about uh, uh two plus hour drive if, there, if the traffic's good from hamilton so that's that's a, a bit of a haul from a personal standpoint but overall look the the rab- we know from the cfl side the sports fan type in hamilton rabid very supportive in toronto while there's a hardcore group you uh, inevitably get lost behind the leafs the raptors the blue jays just an overall market in hamilton you're going to be able to have a bigger piece of the pie with a very passionate fan base in a first class facility like first Ontario center. So I think the move from a business standpoint and from a growth standpoint makes a ton of sense for the rock.
1: Wow. You wrap that up very well. Pretty good. (laughs) All right, Andy, listen, I'll, uh, I'll be looking for you when you get to the world headquarters here. I can't wait to see you again. I appreciate, appreciate all you do and uh, appreciate the
3: time today. Oh, absolutely. Well, Hey, Rod, let me tell you, people can tune in on aosports.tv Saturday morning, 1130 AM Eastern time. Uh, to the UF AFL player draft, which is the first round. We're going to have everybody on camera, including like the Chris Carter group, Martin St. Louis and Steven Stamko's bottom team, Nick Lewis as a team. They're all going to be on camera making their first round picks. So it's going to be a fun show.
1: Thank you for that, Andy. Appreciate it. We'll be talking it up. All right. Have a great day, bud. See you guys. Andy you McNamara too. from Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, Saturday morning, AO TV. It's new. You'll be hearing a lot about it over the next 24, 48 hours. We'll be back with overtime. Stick around. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something
0: now. Back to the studio with Rod.
1: It is overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken fan club. By the way, what day is it today? Thursday. Wednesday's rock star of the day was the ageless Rod Black. Rockstar of the day for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. I almost feel like we need to go back to voting on who the Rockstar of the day is. Today, your options are A.J. Jakubik, voice of the Red Blacks, Andy McNamara, whom you just heard from, Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports and Sportsnet, and the voice of the Toronto Rock. Or anybody else. And, uh, by the way, the poll question, good, serve, uh, but good segue, Clark. Poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center goes back to my prediction for the Atlantic Division standings in the National Hockey League this year. Who's the best team going to be in the Atlantic Division? My options, Boston, Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto. Tampa Bay leading with 67% of a vote. And I, recency bias. Yeah, I would. Recency that. bias. I would agree. There's no reason to think that the Tampa Bay Lightning wouldn't win the division. There's a very good chance. My heart's broken a smidge that we're going back to it. I liked last year. I like it a lot. The divisions, yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. I never got tired of all Canadian matchups every night. Eric Duhatchik from The Athletics said it was like having too much birthday cake. There's no such thing. No. The only
2: time it sucks is when you stop eating it and you start feeling bad. As long as you keep enjoying it. The next day,
1: there's more. The party doesn't stop. There's more. Uh, John in Edmonton says, are you guys still coming to Edmonton for the CEBL weekend? That's a hard no, John. Sorry. We never said we were coming. Next year, maybe. So speaking of those NHL standings, the Atlantic Division, here's what I got. Feel free to agree or disagree. Write us on Twitter. Write us on YouTube or Facebook right now. This is what I have, and I'm married to it, I think. And there haven't, hasn't been a lot of arguing from anybody. Not much at all. I got the Boston Bruins one because they're still Boston until they're not Boston. They've lost some pieces, but they're always good. Boston's number one. Uh, Florida Panthers number two. People talk about them losing Dredger, the goalie. They got Spencer Knight coming in. He played like a veteran in his debut. He'll be fine. Oh, Florida's yeah. going to be very good. I got Florida two. Tampa Bay three. I can't think they can keep the pedal to the metal for this long, and they've lost some key role guys: Blake Coleman, uh, Yenny Gord. Barkley Goodrow, uh, Tyler Johnson. They lost Barkley Goodrow. They've lost. They've lost a lot. Tampa three, Leafs four. The Toronto Maple Leafs four. Maybe they'll finish first, but they're still going to soil themselves in the playoffs. Let's just put them in fourth. Montreal fifth. They'll be knocking on the door of the playoffs, but they have lost their captain, Shea Weber. He's gone, but they're still a good team. Montreal fifth. Ottawa sixth, which isn't last. Ottawa's getting better, but I don't... Where do you put them in ahead of these other five? Mm -hmm. So They're sixth. Detroit Red Wings seventh because they're Detroit... And then Buffalo's 8th, ninth, 10th. <laughs> Nobody wants to play in Buffalo. I know. Nobody. I know. So those are my standings predictions. What are yours? You can find them on Twitter. I'd love to have a back and forth with you. And now here's the odds, if you don't mind, for our official betting partner. Come on, official. They got the Leafs as the favorites. They don't necessarily agree with me. That's their top eight Tampa one, yeah.
2: Toronto two, Boston three, not that far off. They flipped Detroit and Ottawa. Buffalo, remember two hundred and one. Wasn't Arizona like
1: three hundred? Yeah. So basically, Buffalo's got a better chance of winning this. Lord Stanley, we're not last. Than Arizona, we're not last. We're not last. Look, I, I got
2: Florida one. This is an attractive bet here. Yeah, I put your money on Florida. I got Florida one. The only thing I'd flip with yours. I don't know if we want to put rods back up on there, but um, I, I put Florida one. I put Boston at the at at, uh, at four. So I put I'd flip. Uh, I put Florida, then Tampa, Toronto, Boston, Montreal. Well, let's just
1: remember these are subject to change. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not from me. I'm hey yeah, but they might not finish that way. Believe it or Florida's not, Florida's got Joe Thornton. Uh, right. So do you want to rethink having them in <laughs> yeah, first? No. I, I yeah, no. He just did keep, great things for
2: the Leafs, Bob. They keep taking steps forward under Joel Quenville in Florida. And um, so I think they're going to be really good.
1: Great talk there on the uh, Atlantic Division standings tomorrow. We'll have the Metropolitan to end the week. Eves Ross says uh, Montreal last for sure. He's watching from Quebec. Thank you, Eves. Ah. Merci. Uh, and John in Edmonton says, says, yes, you did say you were invited to come, Rod, to the CEBL weekend. And no Edmonton love from the Rod Peterson show. Not yet, man. I would love to go to Edmonton. I love me some Edmonton. We'll make it happen within the next couple months, okay? Just trying to let it breathe. See you tomorrow for Football Friday. I don't know. This is not an online therapy session whatsoever.
0: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit
1: rodpeterson.com.